0: Hello and welcome to the Cigar Cast, your weekly one stop shop for all things cigar related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Trey Devin, one of your hosts, and I'm sitting here as I am every week with Mr. Shanry.
1: The immortal words of Ray Stevens. It was then that the sheriff came up and said, Boy, you got too much hair on your head. Gonna have to get a haircut or some dog tags. That's kind of how I feel today. <laughs> I have so much hair. There is hair going everywhere in my life. I just pin it up under a hat as best I can, but then I had to put on headphones. So now it's in my eyes, it's in my nose, it's in my ears. I don't know what's going on. Well, at least you've got your nose and ears well tamed. Well, I even did a little trim on the back, but if we don't get some barber barbershops opened up, I'm going to find a speakeasy that'll cut a man's hair. Two more weeks.
0: The, the o- only in 2020 are the liquor stores and weed stores open, but you've got to go in a back alley to get a haircut. Hey,
1: if there was a back alley barber <laughs> practicing right now, I would I would gladly pay twice what I normally pay for a haircut. I didn't pull
0: it up because I didn't think it was relevant, but I did see that a, f- I want to say a Florida woman was sentenced to a week in jail for continuing to operate giving haircuts during the shutdown. <laughs>
1: I'd have stabbed them with my scissors, but <laughs> it's a good way to dull them. Those are those are expensive. Yeah, that's true. Those those Hanzo shears cost yeah, a lot. Exactly. You ruin a you ruin a perfectly good pair of shears that way. Yeah, on a perfectly stupid person. But anyway, coming coming back, let's talk about our cigar first. Let's do it. So uh, the
0: cigar I'm smoking this week is courtesy of Robbie Lee Roach over at Big Boy Cigar in Dixon, Tennessee. Um, Those of you guys who are near uh, the Tennessee area, Robbie is open. Uh, Since he's not in Davidson County, he has a lounge full of, uh, he's got a humidor fully stocked. He's got a lounge with some really lonely couches right now. Go pay him a visit. Um, But I was in there the other day, about uh, about a week ago, and we were talking, and, and he put the Foundation Cigars Menelik in my hand. Uh, this was originally a in-store event only cigar, which they released uh, starting last April as a, a more widely released cigar. Um, it is a box press Robusto, I would call that, um, a bit smaller than I would normally uh, go for, but it's a Nicaraguan Corojo Maduro wrapper um, over, it doesn't, no information on the binder and filler. But it's uh yeah it's a it's a petite robusto at four and a half by fifty two, according to Robbie it's got a lot of spice to it so which is right up my alley and I've got a fresh palate today so I'm hoping that this dances all over it.
1: Awesome! That's, I'm, I'm now I'm looking forward to your cigar more than I am mine.
0: You are always going <laughs> to look forward to my cigar more than yours.
1: You know when you have a really good day. Mm-hmm. And all and everything's been going right, and all the the red lights have all turned green for you, and you cash a big check and close a big deal. How you come in here and settle with a nice padrón? This smoke, is not that day. Smoking a Gurkha today. You want to talk to me about what kind of day <laughs> I've had? Um, <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't say that because this was generously given to me by our local Gurkha ambassador. And Tom, it's I told Tom I would smoke it on the air. It's been sitting in my locker now for. Six weeks, probably every bit of six weeks. I think it's closer to about three months, probably. But been sitting in my locker for a long time. It's the Gurkha Nicaraguan series. And at some point, the fo- entire foot of this cigar has ruptured like a volcano head. So, oh, yeah, head. Yeah, if it was the foot, that'd be great because I could just burn through it. Exactly. I wonder, should I b- smoke it backward? <laughs> It's a a Gurkha. Gurkha. It couldn't be worse. I was going to say, if you smoke a Gurkha backward, does it taste better? But I really shouldn't. uh, (laughs) No, but you do meet John Lennon. (laughs) I really shouldn't be so negative about it. And it was a gift. I told him I'd give it an honest review, and I am going to give it an honest review. Um, It's Aganorsa leaf tobacco that Gurkha is using to put these cigars together. All the reviews have said this is a good Gurkha. And now my question is, is it good for a Gurkha or is it good for a cigar? Because there's a a subtle difference there. But the wrapper is a Corojo 99 Clara. The binder is a Corojo 99 Nicaraguan. And the filler is Corojo Criollo 98 Nicaraguan. Um, So I'm interested to see what it tastes like. I I have a
0: feeling that the quality of the draw is going to make all the difference for you in that We've smoked some cigars on the air before that have that Criollo 98, which I'm a huge fan of, and I know you are too, whether you realize it or not. Um, so I, I, I would hope that if you're getting the draw through it, if it's constructed well, where you're getting the most out of that Criollo, I bet you will like it more than you're expecting.
1: Well, on the cold draw, it's better than any Gurkha I've tasted. Okay. So on the cold draw, it's definitely starting okay, out on the stop, positive. Okay, rate it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw it away. Don't light it. <laughs> Why risk ruining? It? But um, you know it's got some structural issues. But you know I can smoke a cigar with structural issues. I can too. And this is in no way indicative of Gurkha's quality. No, it's been and all this sitting is sitting in the locker yeah, and it's, it's you know it's been joggled around. It's been juggled. It's just the way it is. And all, and I've smoked cigars damaged far worse than this. I put pictures of them on our new on our. Facebook page.
0: Yeah, I will never begrudge a cigar manufacturer for a split crack wrapper. That usually has a lot more to do with the quality of the humidor that you're buying it from, how long it's set on the truck, issues with logistics and shipping, and then care after the sale. So if it's set in somebody's humidor, rolled around in the back of someone's car, something like that, I will, I will never fault a manufacturer for, for exactly the condition you're dealing with.
1: It's not bad. Um, on the front, on the front end, on the first draw, a little more classic cigar taste, kind of old school throwback type flavor. You can tell the Nicaraguan. I definitely could have blindfolded, picked this up, lit it, knew it was a Nicaraguan. I could not have picked it up and knew it was a Gurkha. Okay, that's high praise. From so you. I'm, I'm interested to see as I go through how this is, but this is surprisingly good. Okay, and all, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to be more open minded. I've had, man. Let me tell you something Before we get into cigars I've been fighting anger so much lately I've had so much anger at the world And all because of all this Overreaction to corona crap That everybody keeps trying to shove down my throat um, I've had so much anger about it And all and I'm really trying to let it go But it's really difficult How do you let go of anger? I mean you've got a lot of anger to live to deal with I mean, yeah. I really don't I- Oh well then you ain't paying attention no, I, I, don't, I don't let stuff like that get to me.
0: It's, it, it bears, you know, Costco requiring me to wear a mask when I go in, that, that has no ultimate bearing on my life. If it makes somebody else feel better, if it, because, if it makes the people who are lucky enough to still have jobs feel more comfortable about going to that job and then going home to their medically sensitive parents or loved ones
1: then that's it costs me nothing to to be a little charitable. So going home to their medically sensitive parents who can't get masks because Costco is requiring perfectly healthy people to strap them across their mouth.
0: There's really no shortage of PPE at this point because we've got so many... I mean, they're not requiring any particular type of mask, so they're not requiring medical-grade masks. These are people that... You know, you've seen the videos all over Facebook of how you take a bandana and fold it a certain way and use rubber bands. These are people that are using face shields that you use for um, welding.
1: Well, well <laughs> I'd love um, to see that. I'd love f- to see a full welder mask go in there. <laughs>
0: um, these are people that like the the fishing face shields, and the you know there are plenty of. I've Who seen wears a face shield while fishing? The the stuff that keeps you cool. The I I keep one around my neck. It, it oh yeah, the, the cool
1: yeah the cool cloths yeah.
0: Yeah, So, so no, I don't think they're inhibiting anybody from—at this point, anybody who needs or wants a mask has many opportunities and and avenues to get one.
1: But if I'm going to wear a mask, I'm going to wear one that actually does some good. So I went to the trouble to get a medical-grade mask Mm -hmm. and all. So that's the thing. How much good are you doing if you say, oh, yeah, tie a bandana around your mouth and run through Costco? Well, so
0: here's what it does. And I know you hate talking about this, so I'm not going to spend too much. But I, I did see the numbers on this. So if let's say you and I, let's say I have it. Neither one of uh, and, and you're wearing a mask and don't have it, and I'm not wearing a mask, you still have a 70% chance, because we are about six feet apart. Let's say we close that gap, you have, uh, still have a 70% chance of contracting the virus if you're wearing a mask and I've got it. Now, if we switch that, and I'm wearing a mask and I have it, and you don't, and you're not wearing a mask, you have now a 5% chance of contracting it. If we're both wearing a mask, that goes down to 1.5% chance likelihood of, of the virus spreading. So I say all that to say the most effective methodology for squashing this thing is for everyone to wear a mask. Because you can't, you don't
1: know who has it. So let's all pretend we have it for a little bit longer. Well, I got a better idea. Why don't all these eggheads, instead of sitting around trying to tell us what to do and drawing little graphics to stick on Facebook, why don't they put a plan together to make a plan to actually test who's already had it? Because we have no idea who's already had it. There is no program currently in place to do an epidemiological study of who's had it. All these guys are sitting around enjoying their moment of rule over the rest of us commoners and drawing little graphics instead of putting a plan together to see how many people have actually already had this. What did, but what benefit would that
0: have right now in the thick of it, in the middle of it?
1: Because we would know how quick we can get life back to normal. How? How Really, how fatal is it? Actually, this is what they're scared of. If they find out how many people have had it that were totally asymptomatic and the number of death percentages by volume of people that have had it goes down to the point oh 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 three percent that it probably actually is, then they are less important. That's why they don't want to put together a plan to actually find out how many people have already. It would be a simple epidemiological study. I've listened to four or five doctors who have gone and said to the WHO, to everyone else, why have we not done this study? And they won't even entertain the thought of doing an actual study to find out what the real data is, the actual data is. They would rather project fear and panic to have their little bouts of control than to actually get facts. So there was a court ruling this
0: week for the FDA deadline. Uh, it's not that I don't have a rebuttal. It's that I don't want to lose an entire show to talking about coronavirus, so we're going to get back on track here. Carry on. Court ruling ends chances of a 2021 deadline for FDA product reports. Basically, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. Um, the uh, the cigar rights
1: groups were pushing for an indefinite uh, stay of execution, basically. Uh, they were pressing for one year that it be moved back to August 2021. And
0: the courts uh, basically said no. You you had your time. It's it's this is moving forward. So we are uh we are on we are slated
1: for September ninth of this year. Which goes exactly to what we said when they announced they were gonna file this. Mm. That if you weren't ready before then, you're not ready now and another year is not gonna make a difference. Yeah and well, This was wasted energy that could have been put toward a cigar exemption. And it wasn't in the article you sent
0: me. It was one I read about this last week that said, basically, um, there was another lawsuit happening in Maryland um, over the course of the summer last year, I believe it was. Uh, Sorry, I don't have it in front of me. And basically, one of the judges involved in this ruling said that you should have... You you waited too long during that lawsuit to move. You should have you should have been doing this then, um, and and that was a big. Even though they were they were waiting to see the outcome of that case to know how hard they needed to push in this one, you know, based on establishment of precedent and that sort of thing. I, I hate that I don't have that article anymore because uh, that gave a better insight into how this was reached.
1: Yeah, it's um you know we kind of knew this was going nowhere. This really yeah. This isn't really a loss for the cigar industry because we kind of knew this was going anywhere in the, when they initially dished out this. Mm-hmm. So that's not a huge surprise in my life. I don't know how much more time to spend on that because it, it kind of goes under the hitting of no duh. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm going to calm down now. Let's t- t- Tell me about this lighter. Let's talk about this lighter. Maybe something that will calm me down, get me in a more jovial mood. All right. So this is... <laughs>
0: Sorry, I forgot where I was. Um, <laughs> what did you think? You were in an
1: outdoor th- auditorium? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, were, were you going to bring in the lions? Um, <laughs> well, where did you think you were? <laughs> Holy cow, I'm dead.
0: Um, So, Zycar announced last week that they are releasing a new lighter called the Meridian. This is a triple soft flame lighter, it's beautiful. I think the design on it is phenomenal. A couple of things I'm not a huge fan of, and this is from Half Wheel. I've seen it reported a couple of different places, but they really have the most information. Um, head on over there and take a look at this thing. I really love the way it looks. The, the only thing I'm not really sold on is the fact that the rather than opening on the long side, the hinge is on the, sh- or yeah, the, it opens on the short side. The hinge is on the back of the lighter. And I don't know if I don't like that just because I'm so used to a soft flame lighter opening the way the Julius does, you know, the DuPont Line 2 does. They always have. Um, the way every Zippo ever made has. Exactly. And now they've kind of changed that format. Now, there are plenty of jet lighters that open this way, so it's not like it's an unfounded principle, but it just, I don't know, to me, it just, it, it lacks a certain something by the way they design it. But again, I think I'm just being argumentative for argumentative sake.
1: Okay, well, let's talk pros and cons. Yeah, let's do it. Pros is it's about time Zycar put together a soft flame lighter. I'm, I'm all for seeing a better grade of soft flame lighter put out there by Zycar. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing is that strike wheel
0: is massive.
1: Right. Pro number two, I won't hand this to somebody else at the bar and then stare at it like a monkey doing a math problem. Like they have to have a degree in rocket surgery to light their cigar utilizing this lighter because inevitably what happens is they stare at it and I finally get frustrated and reach over there, fling the little wheel and it lights and then they lean forward to light their cigar and I have to tell them this is not that kind of bar. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so. yeah this, this looks a lot more idiot proof for lack of a better term. The one on the face of the article is black with, it looks like rose gold, but it's going to come in several different finishes, black with gunmetal, gunmetal with gunmetal, red with gunmetal, blue gunmetal, black with gold, and black with rose gold. Tons of options. Those also just so happen to be the same uh, color combinations that the Calibri Julius comes in.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. And I really like my red Calibri. Mm -hmm. I've got a red and black Calibri. I've I've got the black on black yeah I really like that color scheme um by the way, how much lighter dyslexia is running around nowadays? Have you ever handed a lighter to somebody that they just other than handing one to me that they just struck and lit? Why does everybody have to stop have no and inclination stare at it like like a monkey doing a math problem yeah. <laughs> And try to figure it out. Well, I I think it's
0: because so few people do carry the soft flame lighter. And it is a different animal. Because
1: you open it up and you see all this mechanics sitting out there. Oh, no. Even my Lotus Colossus, when I hand it to somebody, well, that's a big lighter. And then they stare at it as if to try to figure out how it operates. So I think the
0: big thing for this is that about half of the lighters, well, not half, but enough to make a point have an auto-opening hinge. And so no one wants to be the guy that accidentally opens an auto-opening lid and possibly damages somebody else's lighter. Sure. sure
1: we, there's been so many people die because they opened the lighter lid before they pushed the striker and it blew up in their face.
0: No. <laughs> Killed
1: I, everybody I, in the bar. No, I'm, I'm
0: talking about something that you have no experience with is that is actually care for your fellow human. And so you know that your buddy spent money on that lighter and you don't want to damage it. It's about being friendly.
1: Hey, if flipping the lid off of it. Damages it irreparably. He got ripped anyway. He well, was better
0: off. But that's not for you to discover on his sure behalf.
1: It was. I'm always apt to help my fellow man. So long as they get off your lawn. <laughs> that's right. So. But okay. Now the now the cons. Let's talk about the cons of this lighter. Okay. Um, um, hey Zykar, what's going on with the graphic? What, okay. First, you got to answer me this. Did they lay out all the little? Um, Octagonal pieces of silver. Or is that CGI? That's CGI. Then they CGI'd a flame onto the lighter that I hope looks nothing like the flame that actually comes. What's wrong with putting it on a white background and lighting the son of a gun?
0: Well, so I can <laughs> I can tell you. Um, so the the lighter itself is that same hexagonal shape that's indicated in. So I, I see what they're kind of going for. I agree with you. It looks a little Tronish. Um, for, for a lighter that is really a departure for Zycar that has a classic and elegant look, you know, Zykar's not really known for that. Theirs are a bit more functional over form. Um, this is really a departure in in really pushing the envelope on design. I would have liked to have seen, like you said, the the promotional materials kind of reflect that a little bit more. Secondly, uh, to your comment on the flame, yes, it looks fake as all get out because it is It looks like it was colored in by a kindergartner. But I can tell you from my time repping an accessories company, they all do that.
1: Let me tell you something. Here's the way life's going to work on Shane Island. I'm firmly convinced that that's my next move is Shane Island. I need to just create my own place. Hold that thought. I've got something for you in the second (laughs) half of the show. I need to create my own place where people of like mind can come. And here will be the law on Shane Island. When you take a picture of anything smaller than a human hand, it must be in a human hand. That way, you know, you see the murder hornet on Facebook. Are those things a quarter inch long? Are they seven inches long? Because you never see a picture of them actually on a human hand for scale. Hey, drop a dime next to it for crying out loud. And also, the new law on Shane Island is if it is smaller than a human hand, it must be held in comparison to a human hand and we will have a standard guideline for the size a human hand should be. We'll It'll create be the same like you measure analog. horses against. It'll right. be a, sta- a standard hand. Right. We'll have we'll have some sort of analog so that somebody with great big giant sausage fingers ain't holding a lighter and then I get it and I have to take both hands to load it over Your my shoulder. Your island is
0: going to look like it was once inhabited inhabited by aboriginal people and it's just going to have the standard hand print right. on all the walls and all the rocks.
1: This is one so you standard never get, hand.
0: <laughs> um, But I will say, you know, with, when it comes to a jet lighter, it makes sense because you can't activate the flame without holding it. With a soft flame, I agree with you, though. Take okay. a picture of the actual flame.
1: Is that a technological hurdle that they couldn't overcome at Zycar advertising? Well, they I have gotta th- but I the- got to think with a paper, cl- paper clip in 10 minutes, I could have a picture of a lit jet flame lighter. But why would you if you can just add it in in Photoshop? So that it would look decent. Well, okay. Well, at, le- at least make it look realistic. We are
0: spending way <laughs> too much time on this particular facet. I will say, the the Other thing, um, it, you know, it's a triple soft flame. The Calibra Julius is a single soft flame or is a double soft flame. The DuPont Line 2 is a single, and we've kind of gone mm, along with that for a long time. You know, I've spoken on the show many times about how I'm not a fan of the triple jet lighters and larger. I just think that's too much flame. I don't think it's a, I, I think no one needs that much fire to get a cigar lit unless you're incompetent, or smoking a 70 ring gauge or bigger. So do we really need three jets or whatever we call it uh, when it's a soft flame in this?
1: I want one so big, when I strike it, Smokey the Bear runs out of a bucket of fire retardant and tries to attack me. <laughs> I'm, there cannot be too much jet for me when it comes to lighters. But my point is, I, so...
0: The you know in summary though I will say this is going to be the first Zycar lighter I have owned or in over a decade I will buy one of these I am extremely excited about it at a list price of one forty nine ninety nine it's really not that much more than the Caliber Julius the Caliber Julius is one twenty five.
1: Yeah, and the Julius is you can catch them on sale. You can get a Calibri Julius for under hundred if you watch it if you put it in your Amazon cart and yeah. wait for the cycle to come around. Yeah. You can probably snag one for less than a hundred.
0: Right at hundred is about the lowest I've ever seen one. And you know, and Zycar will take some time. Now, as we've talked about with Zycar before, you do pay for that lifetime unconditional warranty. So you're gonna I, I would expect it to be a little bit more than the comparable Calibri product.
1: Um, so what's the ang- is it is you know I wish it said something about what the angle are they all vertical are they horizontal are they so it flower lo- shaped and spin so it looks as if the I love that imagine <laughs> if you had a flower shaped and spinning ladder that you struck <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it looks as if the the actual flame comes out or the butane comes out at about a thirty degree angle from vertical so a uh, ever so slight. Um, so probably...
1: well, I And think, that's just
0: to clear the cap.
1: I think when you make a soft flame lighter, you're kind of obligated to have some sort of slant to it because inevitably somebody will try to use it to light a pipe because it is a soft flame. Yeah. And also, you know, you've got to... It is a soft flame, so it's going to go wherever the wind's blowing.
0: It's not like you really have to... You know, with a jet, you definitely want to angle it away from the cap and, and, and the functionality of the lighter. With a soft flame, it's going to do whatever it wants to do anyway. So you give it a little help, but then just don't worry about it.
1: But um, I'm with you. I will probably, um, I will purchase one of these when I can purchase it with a story. Okay, so there's there's things in my life that I got to have that I'll just go buy when they come out. There's things in my life that I will buy if I can get them at approximately a 8% of what retail costs would have been. Mm-hmm. But there's things in my life, you know, like my cutter. The other day I was thinking, boy, I, I, I would like to have a little different cutter. Well, if I'm going to have a little, but I got to have a story to go with it. So mm-hmm. I will purchase this Zycar only if I can get a story to go with it. Preferably it's the last one and you're on your way to buy it. Then I will snag one. But
0: <laughs> that's really the only way this is gonna work. So it's it's funny you say that because my Calibre Julius, I bought what's it, five years ago almost, and it was a gift to myself after completing my first triathlon. That was that's the story that's attached to this lighter. I have a goal or a a line in the sand drawn for which this purchase will be made. So I agree with you, because I have the exact same kind of feeling about this lighter. It will have something attached to it. And also, now that I have the... Anything I, I spend more than $100 for, I think it kind of falls into that category.
1: Well, now that I have the nice Peter James kit, I'll actually have to see how it fits in the kit before I... Consider a purchase. So I'll buy mine, and then you can play around with it. Right. um, I'll see if there's a spot for it in my kit that can be made or if it's too tall for the clips or how that works. I am interested, too, and we'll
0: move on from this pretty quickly, but um, one last thing. Zykar is going to sell replacement flints for $5 for a pack of ten. That's not bad, $0.50 a flint. No,
1: it's actually five dollars a flint because you're the only person I know that keeps track of a tin of flints. I do. I've, I, I've, I've a 10 of flints. If they had one or one million in them, I would still have to buy a new one the next time I needed a flint. No, I, <laughs> I'm. You don't mean it as a
0: compliment, but I am taking that as a compliment. Please take I, it as a compliment. Um, but I will say that's not bad. But it makes me wonder if this is going to take a standard flint like the Ronson flint that the um, the Calibri does. Which is the same as um, the DuPont lighters. Or if it's going to be, it's a special size that only fits the Zykar. That may, I mean, it's not going to stop me from buying it, but it definitely is a little half mark against it.
1: Yeah, probably octagonal. (laughs) Same shape as the lighter. Hexagonal. Whichever. And uh, anything with more than four sides is octagonal to me. All you geometry majors can kiss it. But anyway, why don't we take a break, and I'll calm down a little. All right. And I then, doubt it, but I'll try.
0: And then uh, when we come back, we've got a real-life Bond villain, uh, some—what uh, was what was the other one you were—oh, and uh, a new cigar-related uh, box program that I think we're all going to be really excited about. So we'll come back with that and more.
1: Shane here with this week's Cigar Under Eight. This week, I want to talk about a cigar I love. This is a Romeo and Juliet 1875 Connecticut, Nicaraguan. So Altadis has been doing a lot of these various cigars and um, kind of re- reinvigorating their brand with some new blends. And this is kind of the pinnacle of that for me.
0: It really is. They did such a good job on this cigar, in my opinion.
1: It's um it's very comparable to me to the Undercrown Shade kind of that same flavor profile and all complex yet light. Yeah. But just a great morning cigar, I mean, and you know, you're right at that $8 line and this is a $12 cigar all day long for me. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. And all the the Magnum, the Gordo 660, a single is $8.69, so we're shading it just a little, but but well it's worth, worth it.
0: those 60 cents
1: yeah well worth the 69 cents so until next week it's a nicaraguan puro with nicaraguan binder filling and wrapper i didn't want to miss telling everyone that and also until next have a try
0: the 1875 nicaragua from romeo and julietta This episode of The Cigar Cast is brought to you by Vic Insurance. Vic Insurance is a second-generation independent insurance agent committed to serving Tennesseans for over 20 years. They represent a dozen of the most competitive carriers to guarantee you're getting the best possible coverage and rates available. Are you one of the thousands of Americans who doesn't realize that you don't have to wait until renewal to shop your insurance? Auto rates are at an all-time low right now, and it's never been a better time to save money anywhere we can. Let the team at Vic Insurance do the shopping for you so you can spend more time with your cigars and family. Well, not necessarily in that order. Give their team a call at 615-488-0731 today for your free, no-hassle quote, or visit vicinsurancegroup.com.
1: Welcome back to the cigar This is one of your hosts, Shane. Sitting across from the man is as popular as the only monk in the monastery with a playboy, Tread Demon. I... <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> well, no, no, hold on a second. So, that is very popular. You're right. Well, is he? Or... or? <laughs> it, I think he's very popular on the down low. So this is, a, this is a little deeper compliment. Not a lot of people will say that you're your friend, but you probably have a lot of friends. <laughs> I'm actually finding that out this
0: week. Um, I've got a lot more friends than I realized I did, which is great. Well, you got a lot more friends than advertise it. We don't all tell everybody. You know, that's that's fine. As long as you, as long as I've got the kind of friends that will help me move, which I've proven multiple times, then I'm good. How's your cigar? Actually, good. Would you buy another? Would you buy
1: one? Yes, I would. I would. Per, it's not box worthy yet, but I would purchase a four pack. Wow. Yeah, I would probably purchase a pack. I could see me, well, I definitely would purchase another one just to get one that I'm not having to put, you know, what is Copious that? Copious
0: amounts of spit on seven, to hold seven together. Seven-eighths
1: of an inch of the, I'm actually, my lips are touching the band as I'm smoking this thing to create a decent seal to be able to smoke it. When I take the band off, this thing's going to explode like yeah. somebody that flipped open the top of a lighter that wasn't supposed to. <laughs> just dodge for, for Gurkha shrapnel. But... It's actually got the flavor. I cannot complain about it. The flavor is very good, very Nicaraguan, very Agnor Salif. Definitely the best Gurkha I have ever smoked.
0: So, Tom Petty, if you're listening, you now fall into the category of somebody that we've talked about on the show many times, which is I've got to give him some serious kudos, not just for putting a good cigar in your hand, but for specifically telling you, no, I know your palate. You'll like this. Trust me. And he got it right. That that takes a certain amount of uh, knowledge of your brand, knowledge of your friend. That That's that's high kudos there. So I just wanted to take a moment because I know he listens well, to the show.
1: i take a moment to speak to the fine folks at Gurkha. Um, Hire Tom as a sales rep. He really... Um, puts he, in the work. He puts... And he handles the amount of abuse we give Gurkha cigars... With such a great lilt. Grace, dignity, grace, poise. dignity, Yeah. With all of those things that um, you could not have a better person representing your brand.
0: And then I'm going to follow up, you know, the, giveth and taketh away. Gurkha, if you can make a cigar that Shane likes, make cigars that we like.
1: Yeah, you can make a cigar <laughs> that anybody make, would like. If you can make this cigar, then
0: make more like
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and... I would So here's what I want. I want a Gurkha Nicaraguan series and a 6x60 that has not been drugged behind a truck here to get to me. Okay. That's all I really ask. That's really all I need in this situation. But the flavor is good. So tell me about your foundation. I am not getting the spice that I was expecting
0: based on what Robbie said, but I definitely taste that it's there compared to foundation's other offerings. Um, Robbie told me it was very similar to the Wise Man Maduro, and I, I taste that. I, I It tastes very foundation-like to the point that I don't know that you would appreciate it. I know you're not a huge foundation fan. Um, this is, you know, when you smoke a Perdomo Sun Grown, it tastes like a Perdomo Sungrown. When you... Tastes a illusione, um, It tastes like an illusion. Like you could be, you can usually narrow it down if you were smoking it blind. See, sure. that's the face shield I was talking about. Oh, um, okay. And so, with this, I can definitely taste that it's a foundation cigar, but I don't know that I would be able to narrow it down.
1: Right. You don't know. No, you don't know that
0: it's remarkable. Right. I mean, it, it is. It's a good enough cigar that at this point, I'm ready to give it a five and a quarter. So it's, it's remarkable in terms of how good it is, but not in standing out in their portfolio,
1: if that makes sense. Now, that is the question. And uh, when I, as I'm preparing, because just when you said five and a quarter, it made me think. As I'm preparing my ranking for this Gurkha, does it get extra points for being good and being a Gurkha? That, or- that's a question only you can answer. It's a tough—I'm having a tough debate with myself because it's like, okay, the flavor's here. But if you take in other factors, as a rating system should, then does it get a bump because it is a smokable Gurkha? I mean,
0: but at the same time, you know, we talk about Rotten Tomatoes usually every week. (laughs) Don't set the mic on fire again. You know, inevitably after the show, we end up talking about movies, and it always goes down to Rotten Tomatoes. And you cannot compare Sharktopus against Citizen Kane. You you know, oh yeah, Sharktopus blows it away. Well, exactly, but but you cannot, you know, you have to look at it in a bottle,
1: and I think you have to do that with this as well. So the, there is the Gurkha genre, yeah, because you can't say. Okay, here is a Padron nineteen twenty six, a limited edition. Right. And here is a Perdomo champagne.
0: Yeah, and you can't say, well, the champagne's got to be a two because it, the Padron was the seven. Right.
1: Yeah. So yeah, there's, it's gonna be my my. Stay tuned for my rating on this cigar because it's creating some internal turmoil. Because then there's the other side. Can I really give a Gurkha a six? Right. Can a Gurkha really break the the six barrier in our in our lives? Do I want to live? I, do you want to live in a world? Right, do I want to live in a world where both Vin Diesel is a star and a Gurkha gets over a six? <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> I don't know if, the, if these worlds can coexist. But anyway, let's talk about something fun. Yeah, speaking of coexisting, finally, uh, brick and mortar and
0: the Internet have something that we can all agree on. So, bulb.wildapricot.org is a new venture started in collaboration with Crown Heads and um, Ace Prime. So, we talked about a month ago about how Crown Heads was going to take over distribution for Ace Prime. Well, now they have released uh, the bulb. Oh, it's the bulbbox.com. I don't know why the redirect is set that way. Anyway. Uh, basically what it is, this is a monthly subscription, just like all the other man boxes and other things that, that are out there right now. And there are different levels. It, you've got exclusive content in terms of like news, industry stuff, basically the stuff that we do here. So, you, you know, you take that as you want also has opportunity for you to get cigars, depending on your level of membership. So you've got the basic at five cigars, then they've got 10, 20, and 40 cigars. This is a monthly recurring, and and it's all fulfilled through brick and mortars. So this is a way, the the name Bulb comes from the idea of we're helping these brick and mortar retailers keep the lights on.
1: Right. So the money is actually, when you sign up for the Bulb, for the Bulb box, When you sign up for the bulb box, you put in your retailer's number. Mm. Every retailer that's a part of bulb has their own number, and you put it, their number in. And then that number, laugh louder, fellas. We can <laughs> almost hear each other talk. Um, the bulb box, um, that retailer gets a portion of the money from your subscription.
0: So, and this is why I wanted so the subscriptions vary anywhere from free access, which is basically just. Content and articles, up to um, f- starting at fifty dollars a month, all the way up to three hundred and forty dollars a month.
1: But okay, so I checked out bulb. So here's my complaint. Here, you know, pros and cons. This, okay. is, how, this is how I want to break life down for in the future.
0: Let me. I think I know one of yours. So let me. So let me jump ahead of this real quick. Okay. Because I have to know if. it... So the way bulb box works. Yes, you put in your retailer's number when you sign up. But the way they do this is that. It all goes into a pot and then gets distributed evenly. Well, not exactly evenly, but based on some type of algorithm. So it's very much a, a socialist type. of Like, there's a lot of redistribution of proceeds and profits. I feel like that's something that you would take issue with. You just made it worse.
1: Yeah, that did not help matters at all. For those who can't see this,
0: which is all of you. He has tried to get after his cigar with the scissors and has just absolutely destroyed yeah, the head I, I, of that cigar. I have
1: mauled the end of this cigar, but I'm going to keep smoking this son of a gun till the end of the show. If it kills me, if it kills me and everybody else in this shop, I'm going to smoke this son of a gun to the end of the show. Um. So, the um. Do you want to try that being as sharp as it is? No, I think, I think okay. I've actually got this under control. Oh, it it doesn't right. look better, but it is better. Okay, okay. You know how an ugly, take, uh, ugly cake tastes the best? You know, we used to, when my mom would have a chocolate cake in the oven, we would all stomp through the house because if it fell apart... Then it would be delicious. Well, she wouldn't take it to somebody else because she wouldn't <laughs> let somebody else see it. So our trick to get an entire chocolate cake was to run a marching band through the kitchen while she was trying to get it to rise in the oven (laughs) that's
0: that's pretty great i can't believe i never thought of that (laughs) so
1: here's the so here's the bulb box um i went to their website today first and foremost bulb um let's strengthen up the articles a little you launched on april 24th it's may 5th you should have a little better article action happening um five cigars Is the bulb basic, and that's fifty dollars a month, and that gets you access. It gets you five cigars, um, news and insights. Yada yada. Ten cigars is ninety-five, so we're still under ten bucks a stick. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's kind of the you know three hundred and forty dollars monthly for forty cigars. That's that's getting eight and a half
0: dollars a stick.
1: Yeah, that's getting down there. But they're you know I like Pachardo cigars, but I need more exposure to Picchardo cigars before I give them a subscription in my life
0: well so and the other thing for me so the way this you know of course $50 a month is really a $60 value and then the next one up the 10 cigars is $95 a month $120 value. now wait a minute if five cigars is $50 a month this, so let's call that you know $10 a cigar if we're, if we're just factoring the the cigar price as the value. But the value is to know... So they're telling me that the value of their content is $10 a month. But then if I jump up a level, they're telling me the value of their content is 30, $25 a month? Right. And you know, I, I, I hate it when people try and give you this, oh, we're only charging you this, but the value is here because it's easy enough for me to do the math and see that you're, that those numbers mean absolutely nothing.
1: Right, you're trying to get the math to work in your head, and the math in this really feels kind of arbitrary. Mm. Um, but I think they're on to something here. I could see the future of cigars, because, okay, if I set up, I may, probably shouldn't say this out loud because we probably need to do this. Trademark Shane Reeves. Yeah, trademark Shane Reeves. This is how we're going to fund Shane Island. Um. If I set up a program where you sent to me and you said, hey, these are my four workhorse cigars. Every month I will send you X dollars and you will send me X number of workhorse cigars and two specialties for Mm. a celebration and one really bad one for when I'm having a bad day. (laughs) And I I can see that being
0: the future of cigars. And if enough people buy into it that it allows you to mass purchase, then you get severe discounts and, you know, especially like, I do like the idea that there's some articles and some insights being that this is spearheaded by a couple of manufacturers who are going to be well-connected. I like that. The only other thing I would say is I just, I really wish there was a an about us section. You know, this is, this is grassroots. This is from the industry. This is not somebody outside the industry trying to, to make a profit. These are people really trying to do something good here. I would love to see a backstory on this website to give me a little bit more information about what I'm really supporting.
1: Yeah. And, and I would, I would like a rundown of what the cigars are going to be. You know, one of the things battle box does really well is battle box does a rundown every month of, okay, this month's box was X and you can kind of look at past boxes and say, okay, I can see this is something I want. I want. Yeah. Cause you know, if they sent me, um, you know, if they sent me five cigars and four of them were four kicks, probably would not be that big a deal for me or if they were three four kicks and two petite coronas probably not going to do nothing for me i'd like to see a little bit of track record yeah no absolutely and also but i do like the ideal i like the premise i think it's solid i do think this is kind of a future of how we're going to be buying cigars Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah i can see the value in this but yeah
0: so if you've got 50 bucks a month uh, to maybe take out of your cigar budget while your particular state or city is still under a lockdown order. This is a great way to continue to support your local cigar community. Definitely check it out at theboldbox.com. Uh All right. So something that caught my interest this week was a luxurious floating island cheap enough for billionaires. So, Shane, this is, this is Shane Island. Uh, this, this is the prototype for Shane Island. This is the prototype. Now, it's... Um, it's got a helipad, so you can access it, you know, from anywhere in the world. Has a shark feeding area, so you can actually go underwater. The, the dining room, the galley is under sea level, so you, and it's got portal windows, so you can actually see the wildlife out around you, which is pretty cool.
1: The barrier reef would never be the same after the things I did in that dining room. So, the company um, that, that makes this... <laughs> I
0: love when you try to get on past that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, Is from a company called Migaloo. Now, this is the company that already makes luxury submarines for its billionaire clients. And you can see one beside the the prototype image. Obviously, this hasn't been built yet. I'm guessing Elon Musk hasn't put in his order yet. Um, I love the idea of this for a lot of reasons. Number one, who hasn't thought about buying their own island? I know sure. Shane, you have. Um, it's got multiple pools. All <laughs> about got- it.
1: I've got a constitution drafted. Right.
0: <laughs> but this is straight out of James Bond. It like, is. This is very bond You know, if you've ever seen the Spy Who Loved Me, then you've seen that big. You know, it rose out of the ground. It wasn't necessarily a floating island. But this looks just like, you know, New Era Bond, something that one of those billionaires would own. This thing looks, and the penthouse looks to be about 100 feet above the water, 262 feet above the water. Could you imagine what it's going to be like being up there when the ru- water gets rough? That thing would be
1: pitching like a Cy Young winner. Well, I, I imagine you would be pulling it you would have the wherewithal to, to have get it out of that, yeah, know, to have it somewhere that, that that your billion dollar island wouldn't sink, and all. But I I love the concept. I okay. do. too. I love. It's impractical, but I love the concept of having your own little oasis, your own little island.
0: And it's very, and you can you can you know
1: uh, uh, whatever.
0: <laughs> I forgot the word I was trying to use. So you can lend some credence to this, the fact that it uses a lot of sloping lines and, and it's very, you know, sort of wave concept. That's always more expensive to build than a straight line, a true and flush line. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's an architectural marvel. So it makes me wonder how much you could actually make something like this for. You know, this is for billionaires, obviously. See, so we know this is going to cost at least $5 million at a bare minimum. Oh,
1: it would blow past $5 million. You won't touch it less than twenty.
0: Yeah. Um, I was thinking without the helipad. You're right. So, <laughs> and all the trees to plan on it, because um, it does have several vertical gardens. Um, but I do wonder, like this, this, like you take a pontoon boat. And you, and you Frankenstein it together to get it big enough. And you get some big diesel engine. Like, how cheaply could you actually make a floating island like this? <laughs>
1: how could you redneck it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because, so I've actually had, and, and this is something that I, by God, I will accomplish in my lifetime. Once I retire and I have the free time and the money. I want to take an old pontoon boat and kind of retrofit it and do some things to it and create an old-school river boat with a paddle wheel on the back, art deco, atria. Like, I want, you know, tiny, not the size of a full riverboat, but I do want to to do so. So I could see, you know, taking the same uh, kind of concept here. So when I was reading this article, the only thing I could think of is, is Bond villain. And, like, who could possibly... Want or afford something like this? Well, and then a Florida man comes along this week, and I got. And as soon as I read the headline, I went, "He's the one buying the island." Um, <laughs> so, um, an Ocala, Florida resident named Mark Charles Barnett this week uh, was arrested and sentenced to 40 years for plotting to bomb Target stores to disrupt stock prices.
1: Is that not a Bond villain's ploy, or what? <laughs> See, that, that, to me, that's less Bond, more Disney movie. And all, that's kind of, okay, let's say you've got a fourth or fifth tier superhero that you're trying to get a little work. Mm-hmm. He, This is this would be his guy. You know, this is not that ingenious. And all, so... Well, especially because
0: the whole thing is, he wanted to make the, the stock price plummet so that he could buy it up. That's rookie man. you've got to short it. That's where it becomes the proper
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah he, well if you look at his mug shot first and foremost who takes their picture their shirt off for a mug shot? This dude is... I'm assuming so, he was brought in without one. Look at the back hair on this dude. It's coming over his <laughs> shoulders and wrapping around. Well, it's as if his hair just
0: all slid towards the back, because there's. he's got a six head. It's not a forehead. <laughs>
1: it's a, His hairline has receded and shifted down to his back. <laughs> well, so he looks like the kind of guy that was a henchman for a real supervillain. And this is his ideal of going into business for himself. And if it it gives you any indication of how low rent of a
0: Bond villain this guy is, the bombs that he had created were based on a Betty Crocker Og Rotten Potatoes box.
1: (laughs) Hey, I got plenty of these laying around. Let's put a bomb in them. Wired together with what looks like uh,
0: mortar fireworks and a 9-volt battery.
1: Yeah, this is, this is not very um, sound science that he's got going on no. here.
0: But they did say, uh, experts from the ATF did say that these bombs were powerful enough that they could have caused serious proper dam- property damage, injury, and possibly even death, I guess, if you're standing right next to it. Um, but the whole reason I wanted to bring this up is because you mentioned, all right, this is very low rent. So, Shane Island... And you're, you're living, you're, you're a citizen of no country of the world, you're, you're a free man, and you're a Bond villain. How do you top this guy? Oh. Without so,
1: sharks with lasers. Darn. So here's what you got to do. The industry of the future is taking advantage of stupid people. At all, so you have to build. I haven't. I'll have to take time to. You know, if you turn that lighter up, it would actually touch the cigar. You're managing to light that cigar an eighth of an inch at a time. But anyway, it's because I don't want to set my beard on fire. The industry of the future is definitely going to be taking advantage of stupid people, of fearful people, of people that run and hide at the first chance of danger. So I'm sure some. I would have to come up with something pandemic related. Mm-hmm. Perhaps manufacture a pandemic and then be the and already have the cure on hand
0: or all the PPE
1: stockpiled, yeah, something along those lines, you know. Or, you know, something you know, um, one of my builders, Amazon, right before the pandemic, had dropped to like 17, dollars or 17 or whatever, yeah, had dropped way down. And he invested in a whole bunch of Amazon, and now this pandemic has hit and he's raking Millionaire it in overnight, yeah, he's raking it in. And all because so I think somewhere along those lines I think I would have to go. I like the I like the market manipulation part and of this guy's plan. Definitely, and and you know
0: if we are tying it back to bond as a franchise, the last couple of times it has been about market manipulation. I do think that is the super crime of the future.
1: Yeah, because because if you manipulate the market, you don't have to you don't have to employ a fence. Yeah. You know? should <laughs>
0: So, unmarked police car just pulled somebody off on Caruthers Parkway here in front of the shop. Guy trying to pull over pulled up
1: on the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) And you just see the whole car buck as he (laughs) runs into the curb. The cop has a moment of of curiosity. Okay, let's hit one more thing. Okay. Before we roll, I did see an interesting article about cigar store Indians. And uh, this couple that's making custom bespoke cigar store Indians and all it is cigarstoreindianstatue.com this is fall creek i seen an article about it they carve them and if you order an indian from these folks they'll actually send you facebook videos of them carving and painting and everything your particular indian
0: which i love that i love the idea of getting a little bit of a
1: peek behind a
0: curtain on a bespoke product that you order
1: so give us since you since you're the professor okay. you're wearing the vest and the glasses today Give us a brief history of how we got Cigar Store Indians.
0: So um, there's a couple of different—the first indication of of the, the Indian statue, the Native American statue being used to advertise tobacco products, goes back to the 1600s in England as tobacco was being imported from the Americas back to England. There was a, a synonymous relationship between the Native Americans and the tobacco as being the cultivators and the people who kind of showed the white man how to smoke it. And so they were they were.
1: They that's were, a great funk man. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's the title of my next funk album. We showed the white man how to smoke it. <laughs> Anyway, carry on. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> um,
0: so they would put these these statues out front of the tobacco stores as a representative of the tobacco itself. Then you brought up a very good point in the early 19th century, uh, with um,
1: illiter- Ill-
0: illiteracy rates being what they were, either because of imp- poverty or, or or immigrant status. Um, it was used for the same reason, but meant but for a, but to a different end. Uh, to indicate a tobacco store, and it, and it took on in this country.
1: So I got a couple of I got a couple of thoughts about the cigar store Indian, and I'll, um, our cigar store Indian here in our cigar store is hidden behind a big screen TV, which I think speaks a lot to how life is lived in our world. And it it's made of plastic. Is it plastic? Yeah, it is not wood. Oh, okay. We well, see that's not that's no good at all. I don't want an injection molded Indian. I want one <laughs> some dude hammered out of a chainsaw. If it's, the only reason for it to be made of plastic is if it had a hinge on the side and you could open it up and get to your actual cigars. That
0: would be cool. That would be about the only scenario in which I would own one, I think.
1: But, so, his style of carving is very interesting. And, you know, art is so much in the eye of the beholder. I don't know that I would go for one of their particular Indians and all, because I would, I, I guess I would like my Indian to, I would like a buxom Indian maiden holding my cigars that to me would be the Indian I would want on my back porch. So it's not enough for you to be racist? You have to be sexist, too? Hey, <laughs> well, I, 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 I got a couple of my sins together. I ain't got time to go around committing one, by one, one sin at a time. I've oh. got a lot of ground to cover.
0: As long as you recognize it, that's fine. <laughs> I've got a lot of ground to cover here. but um, I, I do agree with your point, though. Their, their artistic style is not one that resonates with me, but I do definitely see the skill in what they do.
1: So... On my back porch, on my smoking porch, I have a gargoyle, stone gargoyle. Got it when I was in New Orleans. It was all over the floor, the ground of this little church place. Everybody just picked one up. But I got a stone gargoyle. And his name is? Ziggy. Okay. He, he has a stone rabbit under him named Constantine. But... um. The stone stone gargoyle serves as a totem in my backyard of my cigar lounge because it's a good conversation piece. Everybody comes out there and asks about Ziggy. And he sits on top of an old-fashioned whiskey barrel. So I could understand in your smoking lounge having a cigar store Indian being a good conversation piece. I would never want the four-foot-tall miniaturized version, though. You want the full six-foot? right if it's not a six foot indian i don't want it i need it to actually be a a six foot tall indian but um you know i'm surprised that nobody none of the political correct weenies have gotten after the the cigar store indian yet it's there
0: Uh, there's definitely some of that but the 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 statue outside of the the tobacco store has kind of gone away, so it really only enters people's frame of reference if they're kind of part of that community already.
1: Well, and if, the, if they're looking for something to complain about. Well, yeah. But there's, there's a lot of people that are doing that. Exactly. But anyway, well, okay, it's rating time. It's time for the rubber to meet the road on this cigar. Start with yours. <laughs> uh, I'm going five and a half. Okay. It came up about a
0: quarter in the second half. It, just, it really came alive. I'm getting a lot of that back of the tongue spice these days the, the, at this period of time and so it's it's really really
1: doing some for me I'm, I'm enjoying this cigar immensely so amidst must much, much consternation on my part i'm going to give the gurkha a six and i'll because the gurkha nicaraguan series it tastes very good it has a good flavor it's been a pleasure to smoke it was not the cigar i wanted but it was the cigar i needed And it's really served its purpose well and done well. And I can see another one of these in my future. I can see a time. Now, am I going to throw Shane's seal of approval, walk in the humidor with somebody and say, yes, this is the cigar you need? Probably not there yet, but I could see a day where I got to there. And all, because it's very good. It's actually really surprised me how good it was. Structural defects and all, I've got it back under control now. And all, but again, I blame Gurka in no way for that. That has everything to do with shipping and handling, and all. So I'm definitely I'm giving the Gurkha Nicaraguan series a six. How do they get a hold of us, Trey? All right. Well, we can be reached uh, via email at
0: info at Wow, info at thecigarcast.com. This is what happens when we take a week off. facebookcom thecigarcast and Instagram
1: and Twitter at thecigarcast. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us.